In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is Sunday afternoon, and things do not look good. Their leader was arrested late Thursday night in the Olive Grove, where he went to pray. An armed mob tied him up, abused him, marched him up Mount Zion to the high priest's house, where they assembled a late-night crowd of religious leaders and others to put him on trial in the middle of the night. They convicted him, sentenced him to death, abused him some more, and turned him over to the Roman authorities in the morning. The Romans continued the abuse, and even though the governor knew it was wrong, he gave in to the crowd's demands and allowed him to be taken away for crucifixion. By Friday at 3 p.m., their leader was dead. The one they had hoped on, the one whom they had looked for guidance and inspiration, the one who had done so many amazing miracles, the one who held so much promise, is dead. His lifeless body is wrapped in a death shroud and he's lying in a tomb. How could this have happened? Why did this have to happen? What is going on? It's Passover and there are so many people in Jerusalem and everyone is talking about what happened. There are rumors and half-truths and outright lies all swirling around. There's so much anger, so much grief, so much turmoil, so much confusion. Some of the women in their group have even, they're claiming that their leader rose from the dead and that the tomb is empty, but that seems like an idle tale. How can that be true? They must just be seeing things or making things up, wishing that it were true. The whole situation is just too much. And so a couple of the followers of Jesus, Cleopas and a friend, decide to leave town. They're going to make the two, three hour walk from Emmaus just, or go to Emmaus, which is just west of Jerusalem. And this is where the story gets good. The two are walking and they're talking about all that's happened over the last week and As they're walking, a man comes up from behind them and joins them and asks, what are they talking about? And they stop. And they stare at the man with their mouths hanging open. They look back to where they came from, and you can still see Jerusalem back there. And How can anyone coming from Jerusalem not know what they're talking about? How can this man be so ignorant? So since they know what has happened, and this guy doesn't, they tell the man about all that's gone on with their leader in Jerusalem. And after they tell everything to this ignorant man, he looks at them and probably shaking his head in disappointment. He says, Oh, foolish ones, and slow to heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Cleopas and his friend are in shock. Who is this guy? As they continue their walk, the ignorant man begins to interpret to them from Moses and all the prophets 
all things concerning the Christ. As they get near to Emmaus, the man acts as if he's continuing farther. But Cleopas and his friend urge him to stay with them since it's almost evening. It's time for dinner. And the man takes the bread and he blesses it and he breaks it and he gives it to them. And in the breaking of the bread, Cleopas and his friend's eyes are open and they recognize that this man is indeed Jesus, the Christ, risen from the dead. These two followers of Jesus, whom Jesus called foolish and slow of heart, now say to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? They knew something special was happening, but they didn't know what until Jesus reveals himself to them in the breaking of the bread. It's like a great Hollywood script. As we read it, we know what's going on. But Cleopas and his friend don't know. The emotional roller coaster that they have been on over the last week has been intense. From Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem to his arrest and trials and condemnation and crucifixion and burial. And then the rumors that he's risen from the dead and then Jesus there opening to them the scriptures to show them that the Bible teaches that Christ must suffer and die. And then in that great Lutheran moment, Jesus reveals himself at the table in the breaking of the bread. We kind of get jealous of Cleopas and his friend and this incredible experience that they have there with Jesus. In all the confusion and frustration and education and their hearts burning within them and then the big reveal of who Jesus is, they are right there with Jesus. Here on Good Friday, we have a series of readings about the horrible events on that first Good Friday, interspersed with solemn hymns and increasing darkness. There's a deepening gloom as we remember what Jesus went through because of us and for us. And it can be an emotional service of remembrance. And at the end we sing, were you there when they crucified the Lord? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when God raised him from the dead? These are rhetorical questions which try to get you to imagine what it was like to actually be there watching Jesus die, watching him be buried in the tomb, seeing him risen from the dead. For us, were you there is a rhetorical question. But for Cleopas and his friend, these are straight questions. And the answers are yes, yes, yes. They were there 
Perhaps at a distance, but they were there at Jesus' crucifixion. They were there at Jesus' burial. They were there to see Jesus resurrected from the dead. They experienced these things firsthand, and we rejoice with them that they got to see Jesus and have these amazing experiences that were meant for them. We rejoice with them for their experience with Jesus, but for us, the burning of their hearts and the big reveal is not the highlight of this passage. These are not the most important messages for us. The reading is not about encouraging us to have our own road to Emmaus experience. The important message for us is Christ is risen. Jesus appears to two of his followers after his resurrection from the dead, and he walks and talks with them for hours. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And because Christ is risen, you too will rise from the dead. You too will be raised because in baptism you died with Jesus, and therefore also you will rise with Jesus. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus is showing eyewitnesses that he indeed has risen from the dead. And these eyewitnesses tell St. Luke, and Luke records their words in his gospel writing. Then Jesus disappears from their midst in Emmaus. And so Cleopas and his friend hurry back to Jerusalem to tell the eleven disciples all that has happened. And while they're there, Jesus appears to all of them and shows them his hands and his feet. He invites them to touch him. And then he eats with them. And he teaches them. And their minds are open to understand. He said to them, thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Eyewitnesses of Jesus' resurrection wrote down what they saw, or their testimony was recorded by others. Matthew, Mark, John, Peter, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, Cleopas and his friend. They provide written eyewitness testimony that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. You do not get a road to Emmaus experience with your heart burning as Jesus teaches you. You were not there. And yet Jesus' promise is still for you. At your baptism, Jesus gives you his righteousness. His holiness, His perfection in Christ, you are a saint of God. You have the risen Lord Jesus with you in His word and sacraments. Jesus comes to you in the waters of holy baptism. Jesus teaches you through the words of Scripture. Jesus brings you forgiveness through the words of absolution. And Jesus continues to reveal Himself in the breaking of the bread as he's promised to do. And that's why we gather here each Sunday. 
the day of Jesus' resurrection, to celebrate again and again and again that Christ is risen. This is the most important message from our gospel reading today, and it is the most important good news of all time. You do not get to walk on the road to Emmaus with the resurrected Jesus, but Jesus is most certainly walking with you through this life and into eternity. You have eternal life with Jesus because Christ is risen. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed.